Welcome to the South Metro Ministries podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Alan Matura. Please join with me in honoring the Word of God. Would you stand so that we may do just that? Thank you for the song. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. That's what we've been crying out. He has spoken. He has spoken. You're holding it in your hand or you're going to see it on the screen. Part two of the series, All In. This month I'm preaching an All In about prayer. Because God has chosen prayer to be the vehicle by which heaven moves in many cases. Can I get a witness? So we look at chapter 18, please, of the Gospel of Luke, beginning at verse 1. You may follow on the screen, on your iPhone, on your scriptures or in your scriptures, Luke 18 and 1. It speaks about Jesus and a particular time of teaching in his ministry. Verse 1, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. How many would rather pray instead of suffering anxiety, panic, and possible heart attack? Yeah, that's a thinking no-brainer, isn't it? Men ought always to pray and not lose heart. And he gave him an illustration of how prayer works. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Look here a minute. You ever just gave your kids what they're asking for just to get out of your hair, if you have hair? Just go ahead and do it. Just do it. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God, who gave us his son Jesus, Shall not God not avenge his own elect? If you are born again, you, you are his elect. Who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. Though it seems like he's not going to answer. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Because it takes faith to move mountains. Would you kindly stretch your hands in my direction, I will in yours, and would you for a few seconds ask God to make us one in the Word so I don't waste your time and we don't waste His time? Father, I pray that we would experience the overflow of the river of life in this house where we get in up to our neck and even our heads are covered, but we don't drown by that river. We live in that river's life. God, I just pray today for the affirmation of the prayers we prayed this week. Because we are praying prayers that penetrate heaven, we are all in about prayer. Bless my brothers and sisters. Whether they're saved or not, they are my brother and my sister. 
Amen. As you're seated, please. And as you play softly, a few more seconds. Please understand the statement I'm about to make is not because I want to get points with anybody. Because it's politically correct, but it is the passion of my heart. I have great admiration for Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He's a world changer. I will be honoring his day of remembrance and holiday tomorrow. So will the staff. And I just want you to know, men like Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., men like Nelson Mandela, men like Billy Graham, men like T.D. Jakes, women like Joyce Myers, men and women who have been world changers, Mahatma Gandhi, deserve to be honored. My wife and I saw the movie this week, The Butler. Have you seen the movie The Butler? You should, you should see that movie. I don't recommend movies, do I, very much, except Iron Man. Uh, and, and so I honor that. And let me say this to you now. Stop playing the music and you can just, this is not spiritual. Uh, today, uh, today is the playoffs, the NFL. I'm moving away because that's the holy place. And I'm, I'm a Denver Bronco fan. So listen, here's my prayer. Lord, forgive Denver for getting rid of Tim Tebow to get Manning. But then they went ahead and sinned. Just forgive them and let them win, Lord. I will be back at the pulpit now. So what does it mean to be all in? What does that mean, to be all in? I went through that last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. But it's kind of like somebody wanting to skydive. You know skydiving from thousands of feet up in the air? They take you up after you've been prepped and trained and your parachute packed and all that stuff. Anybody skydive here or military or otherwise? Raise your hands. There are a few who did and are unable to raise their hands. <laughs> because... Once you skydive and you jump out of that plane, you're all in, honey. I don't care if you got one parachute, two parachute, a working parachute, or a not working parachute. You better pray you got a working parachute because by the time, if you don't, yours don't work, you'll be all over. That's kind of like what it means to be all in. They push you out, you jump out of that plane, they ain't coming back to pick you up in the next 5,000 feet. You know, it's like if you're crazy enough to do bungee jumping. Where they tie this elastic band, real thick rope-like, to your legs. Folks, I'm not paying anybody to help me kill myself. I don't want to die. Okay, but there are some folks who get... Adrenaline, charge, going uh, on a bridge over a river that's way, way down. The bungee roped and it looks like a large rubber band. Once you have that tide and you take that one step over, you're all in. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, 
You got to be willing to take up your cross and follow me. Hey, I, please forgive me. I'm just, I'm just lightheaded today in a good way. There's a preacher that preaches up in New York in the inner city in the Bronx. He preaches to some hard-headed people who are always into drugs and alcohol and sex and prostitution. and They, they know their street language, you know? And uh, he's just speaking raw to them because they understand it. His bishop came to visit one Sunday, and this, he was shocked the way this preacher was doing things. And the preacher said to this hard-headed group of people, can't get it right, I got three-point sermon for you today. First is, the first point is, count the cost. The second point is, carry the cross. And the third point is, cut the crap. <laughs> Pardon my French. Okay? But there are people who are treating Jesus like he's, you see, let me, let me see if I can be a little more plain. Jesus didn't save you for you and I to invite him to follow us. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. I don't get a free pass because I'm a pastor and ordained bishop from the devil putting a bullseye on my chest. Neither does my family. And the more I preach the truth, the more he keeps shooting those fiery darts. But the more the Holy Ghost has got a shield of faith. And the shield of faith is not a wooden shield. Because if you had a wooden shield and the fiery dart came and hit it, it'd burn you up. I learned this from another preacher. It's a water shield. You know how they do on the TV, like, you, like water? Because God's got you surrounded with a shield of faith made out of water, and he's got you. Because when them fiery darts come into the, the water, coming at you, they extinguish. Can I get somebody to say amen? You will never get all in for Jesus without him giving all already for you. You will never take up the cross without which him helping you carry it. He will never ask you to do one thing for him without him giving you the ability and the skill and the know-how and the anointing to do it. He will never ask you to forgive without he himself forgiving others and forgiving you. Can I get an amen? He will never ask you to give him offerings and gifts so the gospel can be spread without him giving you a blessing in return. Can I get an amen? God is not an investment banker and he's not a stockholder and he's not saying come and I'll make you filthy rich. He says I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory and he will bless you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and there's some blessings we need that money cannot buy. And if you're going to get all in, you're, you need to get all in. You need to get all into the choir, all into the praise theme, all into worship, all into reading your Bible through. Come on and say amen. And I, I know I'm not talking to dumb people, but I'm just plain, okay? Don't you expect to go to the Bank of North Georgia or go to PNC or go to Delta Community uh, 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 Credit Community, whatever bank you bank at, Bank of America, and withdraw money you ain't put in there, okay? All right? You write a check. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You know, Lord, there are some people who write checks to the church and they ain't no good, Lord. 
and it cost us for somebody to rob you, Lord. I, I, I didn't talk to nobody out there, Lord. That's thought I'd tell you that. You know, I just want you to understand, if you take somebody else's money, made out to them, and deposit it in your name without their permission, they're coming to get you. Okay? So my point is, don't be expecting God to answer your prayers if you ain't praying them. Don't expect God to pay your bills if you're not honoring God. Don't expect God to heal your marriage if you're not willing to forgive your spouse. Can I just teach a little bit here? Okay, don't expect God to give you a job if you're not serving God. God says, I already gave you my best and I got more for you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. But you got to do your part. Don't you get tired of just helping people do bad? And you say, I ain't putting no more money out that way anymore. Okay? And I, yeah, thank you. I, I ain't even got to my intro yet. I'm just saying to you, it's simple as that. Jesus gave his all for us. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now, praying for us every as a high priest, intercessor. Jesus, according to the Gospel of John 14, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In the book of Revelations, the Bible says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the hearts of men, the things the Lord has prepared for those that love him. But God is not preparing a place for people who have not prepared themselves. Woo-wee! And I, my job is to prepare you. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not here to abuse you. I'm not here to exploit the microphone. I'm here to tell you, get all in for Jesus. Get all in, even if you don't get to get on stage or be a greeter. Or, you, are, you are a minister and a missionary wherever you are. You are the only Bible some people read. Do you know, do you know if I mistreat a waitress out there or a laundry person that handles my laundry or, or if, if, if I mistreat a bank teller out there or, uh, or somebody else, do you know if I came up here to preach because I got my rights out there and I pay for this food and bless God, you better get... If that person walks in here and sees me in this pulpit, you think they're going to stay? I don't blame them. And see, the same is true for all of us. We all have testimony, a private and personal testimony, a public testimony, and they must go inside. I don't know why I'm going this way. I just want to tell you, get, you can't expect anything if you don't obey him. And if you're going to pray effective prayers, put it on the screen. Here are some requirements for effective praying. Number one, you must pray with true and sincere faith. According to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 24, and chapter 9, verse 23, this is what it says about praying with sincere faith. Mark eleven twenty-four. therefore I say to you, Whatever thing you ask or things you ask, when you pray, but say when you pray, read the rest of it with me. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Pause. When you pray, so you have to pray, but you also have to believe. Can I get an amen? I told you we're going to launch a second service, a Saturday night service in the future 
Now I'm afraid, now I'm believing that God's going to bring it to pass. I'm praying for us to be out of debt because the next, starting in, in, in May 2014, we are going to pray in, interest and principal on our $6.6 million loan. And that means we've got the debt now to, to about, uh, by the way, I thank you because next month is the end of our Rise Up and Build campaign for three years. And folks have pledged $1,171,000, but only 60% of that has come in. But others of you that didn't pledge started giving, and now we are probably only $20,000 away from reaching a million dollars. Clap, clap your hand. I'm praying that we will get the $1,181,000, but you know what? I'm believing because now we're going to give more than we ever have. I do not want every year to give a bank $396,000 in interest and principal when I could be doing ministry. They owe, we deserve to pay them back. They loan us on good terms. They are business people. And I will not relinquish on them. But in the next five years, we will pay $1,980,000 in principal and interest before we have to refinance. So I'm believing that we, this church will be a giving church and we will give our way out of debt. I've been praying about that. But last year, I got sick because I worried about it too much. Oh, I just feel good now. I feel relieved. Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, everybody read with me, if you start with if, if you can believe out loud, all things are possible to him who believes. Can you believe? I said, Can you believe? Pray with sincere faith. Number two, another requirement for effective praying is pray in Jesus' name. Isn't that good? Every time we pray, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it now because I didn't want to. Several of us last night had to be, had the invitation to be at the opening and the dedication of Pinewood Studios, a cinematic film studio in Fayette County that is a studio, that, that, a, a studio campus of 700 acres, three massive buildings where they make movies such as the James Bond movies, Sherlock Holmes movies, Pirate of the Caribbean. Pinewood Studios have its origin. Their, their home base is in London, England. They've been making movies for years. They've made hundreds and thousands. And, and it, they're what they call, I learned last night by being educated, a tent pole production. They do tent pole production, tent pole and I didn't know what it was, and he explained it. They do productions that cost at least $100 million to make. Are you all with me? And Dan and Truett Cathy have invested in that studio. How many know that the Mr. Chick-fil-A closes his business on Sunday because he honors God? And they have invested in, in, in that industry, and the pastor of New Hope Baptist Church in Fayetteville, whom I met last night, who is from England, a powerful man of God, prayed for about five minutes and dedicated those studios in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And he specifically prayed in the name of Jesus. Can you give a Lord a hand clap? Because, yeah. Hollywood and some of their crowd won't have prayer. 
And we're praying for good movies and decent movies. Not where you have a bleep bleep every few seconds and, and, and oh, oh God. Alan, just keep going. Boy. Look at what Jesus said about praying in his name in John 14 and 13 and 14. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask a few things, I didn't hear you. If you ask anything in my name, everybody say it, I will do it. Now, it ain't your business and mine to put him on the time clock. But there's some things I was praying for a long a time that I felt God should give me earlier. And I knew why he didn't give it to me earlier because I was not ready. It's like giving a pocket knife to a two-year-old child and saying, this is a, I want something that I'm passing down for my daddy who passed it to me. You can have it. Well, that will come a time later on when he can carry that and respect it. Okay? And it's kind of the way some of us are praying for stuff. Make me a millionaire, Lord Jesus, when, uh, when we ain't even God, giving God 10 cents. Oh, Alan, mind your own business. I thought you, yeah, okay. But if you ask anything from which he will get glory for, he'll do it. If you ask anything for which he will be praised and not me or you, this building does not have a cornerstone or a plaque that says, I built it. Okay? Now, one of the others said I was the pastor while we built it. But there's no plaque here, and there ain't, ain't going to be, and I'm not against cornerstones, okay? Because I'm just passing through. Amen. Now, that don't mean I'm resigning next week. I will be, my father is 83 years old, and he's still pastoring, so just hold on. I'm 57 next, next a couple, a few days from now. So I ain't passing through. I done lost all my hair and my mind over you guys in 29 years. You think I'm fixing to leave you now that we're getting, a, we're getting in the blessed zone? But I am like you. You're looking at me. You are all just passing through. I've buried them really small and I've buried them really old. So I'm just passing through. Okay? So this, I don't own this building. And I'm not your boss and you're not my slave. I'm your fellow Christian. I just get to be your shepherd. Okay, but if you need a house to live in and you need a better car to drive and you need a job and you need your marriage fixed or you got an addiction and habit that you just can't conquer. You love God and everything, but it just beats you up. Okay, if you ask in Jesus name and keep asking, he'll help you say when you say it, say in the name of Jesus, always say it in the name. If you can't get the pastor and you can't get the doctor and you can't get your mama, you can't get your wife, just say in Jesus' name. The, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. You know, I'm trying to control myself. I feel some T.D. Jakes. My most favorite preacher in all the world is T.D. Jakes. You know, the Lord told me this week, I met a man who needed, I have a CDs in my car for, for, of T.D. Jakes preaching. And his sermon is, Don't Drown in Shallow Water. And I met up a man, and I felt like the Lord telling me to give him my, my, tech, my CD. And I said, Lord, no. <laughs> and look at me. I didn't give it to him. 
He's going to buy his own, man. Uh, there ain't a preach, better preaching preacher in America, in my opinion. Okay? And then I like me some Joyce Meyer and Bette Moore. Whoo! Well, anyhow. Here's another requirement for effective praying. Pray in the will of God. You know, there's some beautiful ladies, young ladies, young adult ladies who had not yet married. And they're praying like my, my daughter Jennifer was a little later in, in her journey in getting married. Uh, I think she was, she's maybe 27 or 28 when she got married. She has now been blessed with a precious child, our granddaughter Fallon. So she, she was working and sometimes she, she lived at home for a while and, and, and she just felt like God was leaving her out because she was praying for her companion in marriage. Uh, her younger sister had gotten married and she, she honored that and, and such. And what I realized why God was waiting in between of our first daughter and the second is because I hadn't finished paying for the first one. <laughs> How many daddies in the house ever have a, uh, give away a daughter? I mean, you give her away. I don't know why it is you give your daughter and then you got to pray for the whole confounded wedding. Where did you Americans come up with that, that idea? Well, sometimes Jennifer would get discouraged and God's leaving me out and she'd see somebody and her mother would pray him out of her life. and uh, I'd see somebody else look like she got from Skid Row and I'd say, God, that can't be it. Mothers and dads, you all keep praying, okay? Because some gal or guy going to drag, especially gals, they drag somebody up to your front door and I'm going to be like that black brother. This, this guy come up to his door, come to date his daughter. Uh, good evening, sir. I'm here to meet, uh, let me just say the name, uh, uh, Alyssa. And he looked at him, he said, he knew his daughter was going on a date. She already told him daddy. He said, you got the wrong house, boy. <laughs> And so some of you sisters, you're so tired of waiting. You met Bill, and you think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and things ain't happening. And Bill, no offense against you. You're my friend. You're my. But somebody told you you ought to pray in the will of God. And you're so tired of waiting. You met Bill, and you started praying, Lord, you have your will, but give me Bill. That ain't the way God says to pray. It ain't God's will for, your, for, him to, for somebody to kill your enemy. When he said to pray for your enemy, he didn't pray, God, let him die soon. The will of God in 1 John 5 and 14 says this. Now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Pastor Allen how do I know the will of God? The word of God. The word of God. You know what? I'm running out of time. Look, look at this. Here's a fourth point I want to give you. To how to effectively, know how to pray effectively. Live in a manner that pleases God. You know what I want to bless my children the most? 
when they honor their mother and me and when they honor the law officer, when they honor the adults. Do you know when God said, honor your parents and the Lord, he didn't mean till you leave their house and you get married and have your own family? Then you can quit honoring your parents? I want to make a little illustration here, and I'm not trying to get points. Come to the music, if you will, my brother. Uh, my dad asked my advice. He's 83 years old. I asked his advice on numbers of things because if there's anybody I want to be like, it's my dad. I've asked him repeatedly to come and preach for me. And he says he's coming. I'm coming, I'm coming. He doesn't like to leave his church on Sundays. So when I face issues in the ministry, I ask my dad, who's a converted Hindu and been a pastor and a preacher for over 65 years. How many know that if you want advice about something somebody knows about, you need to go to somebody who actually has done it, been there? And so he asked my advice about something about his church regarding a debt and situation that came up. And, and I gave him my advice, and it seemed like he wasn't doing it. And I'm going to get older one day, so I'm going to reap what I sow if I don't treat people right. And, and I was a little strong, you know, and saying, Dad, but this is it. I got off the phone, and my wife heard on the other end, and she said, you know, I think you were a little hard on your dad. I said, but honey, we've been talking about it for 20 minutes. And she wasn't on the other side hearing him. I got up the next morning, and the Holy Ghost says, she's right. You know, I'd rather you all be right than Valerie. All the men said? I know sometimes God uses a donkey to speak to people. But boy, it hurts me when he uses my wife and she's right. She is right. My wife has discernment. Listen, this ministry is not it is, but you, you get to see me, but my prayer warrior is Valerie. Okay? And so after my prayer time, I called my dad and I apologized to him. I said, Dad, and the rest of it, he said, you didn't need an apology, son. He said, I asked your opinion, and you felt a certain way about it. And, and I said, Dad, I want to do things that pleases God, and I want to honor my father. And the whole truth about it is, without, and I'm, I'm just teaching today, I know I could get wide open because I'm if you'll please God and not Alan Matura or please your wife and your husband, but please God first. And now I'm going to skip with a closing illustration. Put on the screen for me, media people, a way to get power in prayer. And I'm, I'm just skipping completely numerous points. And I'm going to tell you, put on there. Slide 14. When we pray and we need answers from God, we can pray in a way we understand in English or we can pray in the Holy Spirit, which is tongues. And God can give you that gift. 
Yeah, I don't even need that, guys. And I know I'm jumping the, the head and it's not your fault. I just need you to go to slide number 14. Actually, let's do 13, guys, if you can find that. But if they can't, take your Bibles, everybody. Take your Bibles because I'm the one that is going against the order I gave them because I feel the Lord leading me. And go to 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 through 18. It's only 1027 and I'm going to have you out of here by 1035. Will you bear with me? Thank you very much. It was a majority vote. There's something about praying in the Holy Ghost. When you run out of human ability, it's on the screen now. Thank you, gentlemen and ladies. We got some people in our media room that you all don't get to see. Jamal and others. And back here. That they give their time. We don't pay them. It's to serve the Lord. Thank you, guys. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means in public out here, if all of us prayed in tongues way out loud, it would confuse us. There's a right way to speak in tongues in the church. Tongues is mostly for private devotion. But on occasions like last Sunday in the second service, God will give a public tongue and we'll be quiet and there'll be an interpretation. But mostly tongues is for your private edification. Because if you're in a public service and you pray in tongues out loud, and all of us do, it's confusing. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the Spirit, but I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. So, in my private time with the Lord, and even here at church and prayer meetings, like when they tell us to pray at the altar, and I tell you, and if you fill with tongues, you pray to yourself. Whisper. Because tongues, although been abused by many and misunderstood by many, I've spent most of my ministry studying two things. The grace of God and eternal security, which is one of those things, and the baptism in the Holy Ghost. But I've been studying a lot of other things. But I've been asked more about that than other things in my 29 years as a pastor. What is your opinion about eternal security? One save, always save. And what is your opinion of tongues? Because many people think that it, they've been taught by men who have large churches and they write study Bibles and they are excellent speakers and I've heard them and I still listen to them. The tongues ceased with the disciples and it's demonic and it's a bunch of gibberish. You see, don't go talking about driving the Jaguar if all you've been driving is a beat up 1968 something. Okay? It's like tongues and prayers like this. If we were going to go up to the Empire State Building, you could take the stairs and I could take the elevator. We'll both get to the top. But when I get up there, I'm going to be like Evander Holyfield. I'll be ready. You know, it's tongues, praying in tongues. You can pray. Nothing wrong with praying in English and God will hear you. But if you let God pray in the spirit, the devil don't understand it. And so you pray in English. But if you feel like a stammering lips coming on, and just go ahead and yield. You don't lose your mind. You don't go into the twilight zone and somebody wake you up five days later and you're laying on your... You don't have to do nothing. 
I can, I can begin to speak in tongues right now by the Holy Spirit. And I can pray like this. And I can stop it if I want to. Okay? The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Brother Doris and Sister Vinnie Adams, would you stand please? Brother Doris, Sister Vinnie, yeah, stand right where you are. I got permission to, say, to do this. Their granddaughter, who is Michelle Addis, and her last name is, what is her new name now, Debbie? Finley? This gentleman, Doris Adams, is an elder in the church. I've known him since being the pastor here. And his granddaughter, Michelle, is his oldest grandchild. Am I right? She and my daughter, Jennifer, met when they were three and a half years old in 1985. And have been friends throughout that time. She spent the night at our house. Jennifer spent the night at their house, at his house, through all their years in school. And now the young adult, they live close to each other in coming within maybe a half a mile. She's blonde-headed and beautiful. And Jennifer, of course, takes her complexion from her dad and has darker hair. hair. And so when Michelle and Jennifer would be with us and Kimberly, they would think that Michelle is our daughter, blonde-headed, because Valerie is blonde-headed. And so we just adopted her as our blonde-headed daughter, in a sense. She was on Friday night, she's now about 32, and about to enter her subdivision and in the turning lane, waiting for the traffic to clear in a Honda 2006. When a person in an SUV with four children inside, whatever reason they were distracted, slammed into Michelle's automobile from the rear end, knocking it 200 feet. Her belt and airbag did not deploy. Her face was smashed. Her nose suppressed in her face. Eyes blue, blue and black. Facial bones fractured. Took her immediately to the hospital. You may be seated, Brother Doris Sistamini. I know I'm going a little longer, but I, I, I'm giving you a, a little reason here. And if you have to go to work and you, you have to leave, I respect you. You have an appointment. I respect it, and I don't, I don't consider you rude. And while we prayed, I texted her daddy on Friday night at 12.01, and I said, Terry, he pastors North Rome Church of God. He was the church treasurer when I came here in 1985. He now is a pastor of a, a very prominent church. I said, if you want me to come right now, my wife and I couldn't focus Friday night because we love Michelle like our own flesh and blood. We love Doris and Vindy Adams and, and Debbie and Pam and Marilyn and Marsha and Larry and all of them. Monty, who is the wife of Trey, our, children, our youth pastor, that's, Monty is Michelle's sister. Okay? Monty was here doing an EKO teenage girl event when her sister got in an accident. 
And Trey said, we were waiting for the end of the EKO to go. I said, Trey, go get your wife, dismiss that meeting, and take her to her sister right now, sir. And I wasn't saying that rudely. He said, yes, sir, Pastor. I, I went yesterday with Valerie, and I, and, and I asked for permission. I said, if she doesn't want to be seen because of the injuries, I respect it. I just came to be here. I just came to bring a prayer cloth, a Bible, a key to the kingdom. Matthew 16 and 19, behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loosen. So after about 45 minutes, she was prepared and she, she said, it's, it's good, I, don't, I want to see it. And I did all that and I said, Michelle, now I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost in tongues. And then I'm going to pray in English. Come praise team. And I began to, her daddy was there, her mom was there, my wife was there, Brother Doris was there, Sister Vini was there, Pastor Trey was there, Michelle was on the bed, and she's still there. She will have surgery on Tuesday. And I prayed in the Holy Ghost, and then I prayed in English. This is not Alan. I don't want any credit, and I don't want to be nobody's, I don't want to become nobody's idol. I'm just Alan, but I'm proud that you call me pastor, and I hope I've earned it, okay? And I said to her through the Holy Spirit that the latter, that your condition when you come out of this is going to be as good as or better than the former, Michelle. I said, what the locust has eaten and tried to destroy you, girl, God's going to take it and turn around. Do not worry about your beauty. Do not worry about your any, because God told me to tell you. And I gave her scriptures in Philippians. I gave her scriptures from Lamentations. I had a brand new Joyce Myers study Bible I got the day before. I took to read to her, the Amplified Version. Folks, a Bible to a pastor is like his golf clubs to a golfer. I ain't blown in them. It's like my T.D. Jake CD. Go buy your own. And the Lord says, give her the Bible, after I read to her. Her daddy texts me, and I ask for his permission. And this is the text from Pastor Terry Addis. After we prayed, and the plastic surgeon came in after we left. Just wanted you to know, the text says, the plastic surgeon just left. His exact words were, once I got here and saw you and the scans, I can tell you that it is not as bad as we initially thought. He was encouraging about how easy he felt that it would be to get her back as she was before the accident. Thanks so much for the anointed prayer and presence and extends love. I'm telling you, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the devil can't understand. Stand up. Stand up. Bow your heads, please. It's 1038. Bow your heads. I want to shake your hands and greet the visitors and anybody else after I dismiss the service or before. Bow your heads. Pastor Allen, I need some miracles. Pastor, 
remember me? Hold up your hand. Anybody, anybody. Hold it, hold it up. Nobody's looking, just by, okay. Now, put your hands down. Pastor, however, I, I need to get some things right, sir. I need to please God, pray in the will of God, and live right, and I got, I got to get it right. And, and God will help me. And because I believe His grace is sufficient and I'm saved and He forgives, if I fall a hundred times, He'll pick me back up. If I'm sincere, and He'll forgive me. So, Pastor, would you pray that God will forgive me? Would you, nobody look. Would you raise your hands? Raise your hand. Put it down. I'm going to pray for God to forgive you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Everybody else pray something. Pray something. Everybody open up your mouth and pray for forgiveness. Pray for your miracle. Pray and say it. Say it in the name of Jesus in your prayer. Say it over and over. Come on, pray a little louder. Everybody, whatever you're praying for, say, in the name of Jesus, I want a job. In the name of Jesus, I want to be healed. Come on, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for the right marriage partner. In the name of Jesus, I want to overcome uh, a problem in my life. Say, everybody, whatever you ask, in the name of Jesus, my son's going to be saved. My marriage is going to be restored. Say it. Say, in the name of Jesus, and I pray for the will of God. Raise up your hand and begin to praise him right now. Raise up your hands. Come on. Raise up your hand. Some of you that have the Holy Ghost, begin to pray to you. Pray to, whisper to yourself loud enough to hear yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. We've got to have some victories here. Come on. Out louder. Out louder. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Begin to pray in English. If, if, because you are, anybody got the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues, they are not more spiritual than you are. Okay? They just have a, another weapon that you're going to get. Come on. Right now. Pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to pay off my bills. In the name of Jesus, I am going to be healed of cancer, heart disease. I'm going to be healed of dementia i'm gonna be healed of vision problem come on come on somebody say everybody out loud say in the name of jesus two more times everybody out loud in the name of jesus everybody in the name of jesus if you want prayer for anything you just want prayer for anything or you just want to come in prayer come right now come right now come right now if you want somebody will join you if you step out a prayer partner elder will join you a staff member will join you somebody will meet you come start coming prayer partners start coming elders start coming all of you just keep coming raise your hand church come on come on sing with them come come just come 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 on just keep coming and and they uh, and prayer team don't wait till they come you go to them go to them go to them sing it sing it come on come on raise your hands raise your hands speak Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.